Learn how to build your faith in God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the Senior Pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Let's pray for our own mothers. If your mother is still alive, um, can you speak a word of prayer to her? And if your mother is not alive, look for the next uh, closest mother you have, either your auntie or somebody that has played that role. And if you can't find anybody at all, pray for your spiritual mom, my wife that is in the house. So, but just take one minute to just pray that our mothers will live long, they will live well, they will be in good health. God will answer their desires and the prayers of their hearts. They will live long to reap the benefits of all the labor, the fruits of all the labor that they have labored over their children. Lord, thank you. We pray for our moms today. Pray for our moms today. Come on, pray somebody. Pray for our moms today, wherever they are all over the world. Give them peace. Give them health. Give them joy. Bless their lives. Oh man, they say, Keborada Sita. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All the mothers in the house, if you don't mind, if you're a mother, can you stand? If you're a married woman too, just stand. Whether or not you're a mother yet, but all married women, mothers, if you're a single mom too, you can stand. It's okay. Please, can we appreciate them? Can we appreciate the mothers? Thank you. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise God. Please take your seats. Um, thank you for all you do. Um, you never get appreciated enough. You never get appreciated enough. So on behalf of all the men, both the responsible and wayward ones, we want to say a big thank you. <laughs> thank you to all the mothers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We, we never get to appreciate you guys enough. That's why we, they have two Mother's Day in a year. It's just to flex. Because mothers put in so much. And like I said in the first service, please, young ladies, young people, don't fall for all this feminist movement, all these things that are saying, um, you know, anything a man can do, a woman can do, men and women are the same. Yes, in career and other things is fine, but in the true sense of it, God made us different. Do you understand? Uh, and um, part of the grace and the assignment God has given mothers is to raise the next generations. It's, it's clear. It doesn't mean men um, should not be involved in raising a child. Of course, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying God gave a grace to the women to play an active role in raising kids. And um, in case somebody's wondering, oh, um, how did you get that from? I've, I also have Bible scripture, but apart from quoting those scriptures today, um, even if you use biology and science, it should tell you that this feminist movement is not of God. Because from the time God attached the children's food to you, 
he has already betrayed you. I mean, from the time God put the sustenance of babies on you, he has shown you who is anointed and graced to take care of kids. It's obvious. So you have the first opportunity to bond and to connect and to raise that baby long before even the man. Is somebody getting this? So, and he didn't make the food detachable. If he made it detachable, you remove one, give your husband. So that when you go to work, it can be breastfeeding. No. You, only you have the two. Is somebody getting this? So part of the grace on every woman is to raise the next generation. And my prayer is that you will have the wisdom and you will deliver on what God has assigned you to do in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Okay, I'm going to round up the teaching and the series we've been doing. We've been talking about GPS, God's positional system. And what we're trying to establish is that every child of God is entitled to be led by God. Every child of God is entitled to be led by God. Psalm 23 is not a prayer. It's a statement of fact. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He said, he leads me. He leads me beside the still water. He leads me in the path of righteousness. He leads, he leads, he leads. The principal thing a sheep does is to submit to the leading of the shepherd. That, the sheep doesn't worry about his rent. The sheep doesn't worry about his job. The sheep doesn't worry about anything. The principal thing a sheep does is to follow the leading of the shepherd. And see the promise they said. They said, once you make the Lord your shepherd, you will not want. I'm not the one that wrote that. That has nothing to do with me. It's just a statement of fact right there in scripture. Is somebody getting this? So if you are going to get the best out of life, you must be sensitive to God's leading. You must be sensitive to what? God's leading. Don't be the kind of Christian that you just, you know, I mean, it, our relationship with God was never designed to be a monologue. Our prayer was never designed like that. God from Genesis 1-1 to the end was a speaking God. He spoke to Adam. He spoke to Abraham. He spoke to Moses. He kept speaking throughout. He, he was never designed that we'll be talking to God and he won't talk back. God wants to have communion with you. And, and, and many people, throughout their walk with God, they've never known God for themselves like that. They've never had experiences where God led them. They always stumble into things. And, 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 and that's not the highest level. God wants you to be guided. He wants to be able to speak to you. No matter what you are going through, if you can get a word, an instruction, a wisdom from God, you can win. It's for you to be patient enough, to be calm enough, to be tuned enough to actually hear him. He's a speaking God. Your husband is giving you a problem, there's what to do. Your wife is giving you a problem, there's what to do. Your business is having a problem, there's what to do. If you can sit down, and here, praise God. So today we are basically, I'm going to run through a few, I might not finish all of it. If for any reason I don't finish it, please get the message from the first service. I'm going to run through how to confirm if what you are hearing or how you are being led is correct. Because as Christians, um, as we, on our journey to being guided and led of the Spirit, once in a while, we might not be sure if God is saying something or God is not saying it. So there are a few ways you can cross-check whether God is the one speaking. Alright? Let's look at number one. Number one, when God is speaking, it will not be against Scripture. 
It will not be contrary to scripture. Hallelujah. When God is speaking, it will not be contrary to scripture. That means if you, if you want to claim that, oh, God is asking me to do this thing, to do that thing, it must be something that is already in line with what God has already said. The Holy Spirit cannot speak to you about something against Scripture. Let me give you examples. You can't say God is asking you to marry somebody's husband. That's not God talking to you. That's just your flesh and lust talking to you. You cannot say God is asking you to marry an unbeliever. No, the Bible is already clear about that. That thou shalt not be unequally yoked with what? Unbelievers. That has nothing to do with me. This is what the Bible says. So you can't say, oh, I want to, God says to marry this man. And the man is not born again. God says to marry this woman. And the woman is not born again. Whatever God is speaking to you or leading you to do has to be in line with Scripture. The Spirit of God always lines up with the Word of God. It cannot be contrary. Praise God. God can't tell you to steal. God can't tell you to change your name and change your age just to get papers. And the Lord said, my son, change your age in that document so that you can get a job. (laughs) That's not the leading of the Lord. That's the leading of greed or fear, but it's not the leading of God. When God is leading you, it has to line up with Scripture. The Bible says in 1 John that these three bear witness on the earth. It said the Spirit, the water, and the blood. The water always represents the Word of God. They said washing of the water by the Word. So usually, water represents the Word of God. So it's saying the Spirit of God and the Word of God always agree. In, first John, I mean, in John 16, 13, it says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. It goes with truth. He will not speak of his own. He doesn't speak of his own. He said, only the things he hears, that's what he will tell you. So he's telling you things already that God has said. That's what they're saying in summary. He doesn't speak on his own. He must be in line. What God is saying, all right? So, whenever you are being led or guided by God, please be sure that this thing is not against clear scriptural principles. Praise God. Number two, when God is leading you, when the Spirit of God is guiding you to do something, watch out for your peace. Peace is one of the ways you know. If you are about to do something and you don't have peace anymore, your peace suddenly goes please take note of that thing. You're about to make a move and you suddenly feel empty, feel lost, feel a lack of peace inside you. Don't do it. There are many people that have done things and they are stranded today and they knew all along that something didn't feel quite right. But they still went on. Look, if you're a born-again Christian, you have a guiding system. You have a sensor inside you. It can guide you. It is reliable. It is reliable. You can't, you can't enter one chance with your life. Somebody getting what I'm saying, sir? Watch out for that peace. You want to marry someone. Are you feeling the peace? Every time you say it, you lose your peace. Every time you talk about it, you notice that you just don't feel the peace. Hallelujah. Let's see Colossians chapter 3. Colossians. 
It says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. He said, to which also you are called one body. So let the peace of God rule in your hearts. I like the way the Amplified Version puts it. Amplified. He said, let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him. So basically, this is what they're saying. As a believer, you should always have that peace in everything you're doing. But they said, if you're now moving and suddenly the peace disappears, that should be a pointer that something is wrong somewhere. He said, that peace that comes from daily walking with him, let it be the controlling factor in your hearts. Look at what they said. said, deciding and what? Settling what? Questions that arise. Should I marry John? Should I marry Jonathan? Your peace can guide you. It will set to decide and settle questions that what arise. Should I go to Canada? Should I go to America? Can you just take time and pray and check the peace? God wants to guide you. Look, there is a plan for It's just funny. Some people just live their own life. Please don't forget. Can I just say this here? Before you were born, you existed. When you die, you will exist. I, I need to say that before I continue reading what I'm reading. Because some people live this life as if this is it. No, my brother. Before you came, how will I explain this to you? This is just a phase. This earth and the life here is like a middle phase. So we existed before here, and I'll show you in the Bible. Don't worry. So probably saying, hey, calm down. <laughs> calm down. I'm the pastor. Just. Listen first. I will show you in the Bible. So, before you came, you existed. Remember that you are principally a spirit. God is a spirit. God doesn't live in time. God lives in eternity. So, with God, there's no yesterday, today, or tomorrow. He's the same. That's why I say he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. With him, all time is just time. It's not yesterday. There's not like yesterday with God. That's why when he was introducing himself, he didn't say, I was that I was. Is that what he said? He didn't say, I'm going to be that I'm going to be. Is that what he said? What did he say? I am. I am because everything is always present for him. I don't know if someone's getting it. Because somebody's looking at me. Don't be confused. God is in eternity. He's not in, the time and hour and time, he gave, that one is on the earth. God doesn't, you know, he's not struck. He created here. So he's not limited by here. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I don't know. Is it making sense? Yeah, so he's not, he's not on clock. He's not on 3 p.m. There's nothing like that with God. That's why God can go in your future. In fact, that's why God shows you your future. That means your future, eh? It exists somewhere. To you, you are the one get, if I say we're going to America, America is not, they're not going to create it the moment we are flying. It already exists. We are the one going to it. That's how your future is. Your future exists. God is a spirit. He's already there. He's there. That's why he can show you. Sometimes people have a vision or whatever and they see something that has not happened and the thing eventually what happens? It exists. So, um, um, what was I saying? I was saying, hey, good. So, um, you existed before. You're just going to pass through this tunnel. This is like a, like imagine it's just a tunnel or a bridge. So it's, just, it's a short time compared to eternity. It's a very short time. It might be 70, 80 years, but it's a short time. That's why it doesn't make sense to kill yourself on this life. All your struggle, all your hustle is about this life. You are not thinking about after now because this is just a short time. After now, you return again back to your original state, which is spiritual. And that one is called eternity. You don't die in that one. But the difference is that if you're not born again, you'll be in hell forever. If you're born again, you'll be in heaven forever. You don't die. So, there, there was already a plan and a purpose and a design before you came. When you came here, they expect you should seek that plan and work at least as much 
Some people work on it very well. Some work on it very little. Some don't even touch it. They just live anyhow they like and get to the end and they'll be saying, invite up, invite up. They're confused. They're that tired of life because they've done everything they wanted to do to be happy. They find out they're not so happy because you never found your purpose. When you find your purpose and why God made you, you might not even be rich, but you'll be happier than a guy that is rich. There are people that are rich that are committing suicide. Money can There are some parts of you Material things, you buy all the things you want to buy in this world, you will still feel empty. We see millionaires in dollars committing suicide. That's what some people want to die for. Some people already have it and they are tired. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. So the Bible says, it told Jeremiah, there are many other scriptures, but I don't want to waste time with that. But it told Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I what? Knew you. He didn't say I saw you, he said I knew you. That means we know like this, before I formed you, before we came to the point of coming to the earth, you existed. And they, 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 they didn't just exist, they had transaction or a relationship. See, he said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I what? So, when Jeremiah existed before, they sanctified him. They what? Ordained him. Sanctify is mean like they separated him. So, we are like all... Imagine that this is how we all are in the other world, and they, they, I, I now pick Jeremiah. Come, Jeremiah. Yeah, Jeremiah. So this is what happened. They, everybody was like this in the other world, and God said, Jeremiah, before you came to the physical world, I knew you. I sanctified you means I separated you from everybody. That's why you can't just do what everybody is doing. There's not like crowd. There's something you are sanctified to do and to be. Unfortunately, when we get here, we all move, move in mass. Everything everybody's doing, want to do it. No. See, they didn't, God didn't call many people in that scripture. It's only one person. Jeremiah, I say he sanctified him, means separated him. He now ordained him. Come, let me ordain you. He now ordained him. Said you, you will be what? A prophet to what? Nations. So, as we called him, he will call on that person too. Not together, but one by one. That's why we're not, nobody's born. We're not born. To, even twins, they don't come at once. One confessed, the other one comes second, and then their life might not be linked. He will not call this guy. What's your name again? Victor. Victor, I will sanctify you and I ordain you. It can be anything. It can be pastor or it can be businessman. I ordain you, businessman. Now, if you are ordained businessman, you need to find out why you're ordained businessman. Because some people think, then be businessman to eat uh, in Kwabi. <laughs> Come on, there must be something bigger than your life than in Kwabi, Joe. You start to be eating Kwabi and small start. It pains me when I see people live like that. You don't even know the reason why God is putting wealth in your hand. You think it's just to be eating. How many goats do you want to eat? How many? You, this life, you don't understand. You can't finish anything in this life. This life is one that will finish you. What do you want chop? What do you want to do? How many rice? You want? How many beans? How many chicken? When I see poor people, I, I eat chicken. Oh, chicken. Chicken go finish you. How many you How many you want chop? How many you want chop? Somebody get what I'm saying? And the older you get, the more things they tell you you can't eat. Say, you can't eat yam now. What? I've been walking to eat this yam. Say, no more. He called him. Ordained him. He'll call this one. I ordain you to be this, to be this. You guys can sit down. So you get the point. So he called him and ordained him. And years later, he now had to revisit Jeremiah now when he was alive and now tell him the transaction that happened before he came. Where do you think you go to when you sleep? Who can tell me where you went to? When you, I'm not talking about those are witches. You're a witch, you know where you went to. 
If you are witch, you know where you went to now. <laughs> I'm not the one that will tell you where you went to. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you are a witch, you know you went to your neighbor's house and all that. And to your village people that were annoying you. <laughs> I don't even know how Christians are afraid of witches. You don't know who you are. You're a witch killer. So you're afraid of witch. You don't know who you are. How can darkness be harassing light? As people say, enemy is the one stopping me. Are you joking? Which God are you even talking about first? It's not you. They can't do anything to you. They know who and who they want to do it to. Those demons told those seven souls. I say, Paul, we know. Eh? Demons know people. Demon introduced Paul to their man. They say, we're about to slap you now. Before we slap you, let's tell you people that we respect. They say, Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. Say, who are you? These demons. So spiritually, they see, they know. See, some of you don't even know the spiritual world exists. You don't know it exists, though. It's many years of you live just natural. Everything you do, you don't have money. You say you're broke. You're not broke. Just because you don't have physical money doesn't mean you're broke. See, the physical we are, is subject to the spiritual. Don't say that. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Don't call yourself what God didn't call you. This, there's a spiritual world. It's more real than the physical world. Because the Bible tells us that the physical world is subject to that spiritual world. So the spiritual world works on the physical. The physical changes. So don't think, you get, I'm single, I can never marry, I'm just tired. I'm just, don't, don't, don't talk like that. Go to the word of God and find out what God said about you. That's what happened to Jeremiah. He knew what God now said about you. Before he was living anyhow, until God told him what happened before he came. He changed how he was seeing himself from that day. Somebody gets what I'm saying? There are transactions that happened before you came. You must find them. And that's what it means when you hear God. When you get leadings from God, God begins to show you the path that has been laid for you. There is no useless person. Oh, I think I have to. I said there is no useless person. God doesn't make trash. God doesn't make useless people. If God made you, you are special. The only problem is that you've not found where you are special. You've not found how you are special. But you are special. You just have to find it. Unfortunately for you, you are asking fellow pilgrims like you. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Imagine we are all at the airport. You are asking passenger that where are we going? He's free to tell you anything. He's not the pilot. The person you should be asking is the pilot. That's person that knows for sure where we are going. And how and when we are going to get there. A fellow passenger like you, he, he doesn't know. He too is just reading the boarding pass as you are reading it. Are you here, somebody? See Jesus, he asks disciples, he said, who do men say I am? Hey, come and see the description. Jesus, he asks, who, do, who are people saying I am? Some people say you are John the Baptist. How can he be John the Baptist? It's not John the Baptist that baptized Jesus Christ. See, people don't care about you. They have a funny impression of who you are. But you see, whatever they think about who you are does not matter. Doesn't matter. What you should be concerned about is what your maker says you are. They ask them, who do men say? Say you're John the Baptist. Some people say you're Elijah. Some people say you're a prophet. Some people say you're Jesus. They, nobody, they didn't know who he was. Imagine if, if he himself didn't know who he was. They would have confused him that day. Some of you let your parents tell you who you are. That you are a doctor. Some of you know you, there's no doctor in your blood. 
but your parents have always wanted a doctor. See, this, this is even Mother's Day, so let's even say this. Please, guys, those of you that have kids, let, help them find their path. There's already a path. It's not today God is discussing, hey, we don't burn three children. What do we go use them do? No! God, there was already a transaction, a meeting that held before those kids were given to you. The kids are not even your own. You are caretakers. Oh. Ah, you think it's your own? It's not your own. You are just, God just, like a principal of a school. My kids um, are in the school of the church. So imagine when I bring my kids here and I give the teacher, he now thinks they are his kids. No. I'm just putting the kids in his care. For those few hours, they are totally in charge and responsible for the decisions the kids will make. But after, I will collect my kids back. That's how it is. So your parents here, it's not your, you're not your kids. You didn't know them before that day. You two met them, you never met them. They existed before that time, in case you don't know. So God has already ordained them to be something. So by the time they come, your job as a parent, if you have spiritual sense, is to be helping them find their path in life. Not dictate that, hey, I missed being a doctor, so you must carry out my dream of being a doctor. There are many children who have suffered that today. Engineer. And the only thing you engineer is in kitchen. Because God ordained you a chef. That's where your star is. That's where your greatness is. But you're an engineer. That's why buildings are collapsing in Lagos. <laughs> Because those people are not engineers. A real engineer will, will love what he's doing so much. There'll be so much excellence in it. But somebody has forced that guy to go and build building. I'm sure his father was an engineer and said, you must continue the family business. Somebody gets in this. So, God is a speaking God. God wants to guide your life. Watch out for that peace. I'll do one more. I'll do one more. Watch out for that piece. The last one. There must be uh, manifestations. When God is leading you, there must be a manifestation of what God is telling you. There must be manifestations of what God is telling you. Let's see Lamentations 3.37. Lamentations 3.37. He said, who is he that saith, and it's what? Come to pass, when the Lord, what? Come So when God is leading you, one of the things you need to look out for is, are those things actually coming to pass the way God is saying it? As a new Christian, sometimes you need to be perfecting the art of being sensitive in the spirit. You need to, you need to perfect it, and, and it takes a while. Because sometimes you think you are, you are being led in a certain way, and you find out, no, it wasn't so. But one of the ways you know is by manifestations. If you think God is telling you, you think God is telling you doesn't come to pass, then it probably is not God. Probably is not God. There must be a confirmation of it by the manifestation. If God is saying, oh, apply in that place. Like I shared the story, how that um, God told me the school to go to and the course to study. And, and I wasn't even planning to go to school at that time. But God said, no, you go to school, you study this course, you go to this school. And Everything played out the way he said. I even went to the exam hall, and please don't try this at home. Because some people will just miss what the point. I even went to the exam hall, because I was a pastor already. I was very busy doing ministry. So I didn't even have time to read. So in my combination in the jam, English, I, I always knew English. English is English, and I just read it. The opposite of go is come. It's not hard. 
So during the paper, it was only English I answered with my sense. The remaining, I didn't read. I didn't know anything. Maths, ah, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. I just took the answer sheet and was filling it. Like I said, don't try this at home. <laughs> I just filled it. And I still passed. And I still got the admission. When God is leading you, there's usually a manifestation. You will see that it will work out. Somebody gets what I'm saying? God is saying, oh, go to that land. That way he told Abraham, say, go to a land I will show you. Abraham didn't know where he was going. But you see, it worked out. Sometimes it might not be immediate, but at the end of the day, it must what? Work out. There must be manifestation. Not that God says you do something. God said this girl is your wife, and, 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 and you go to her, and she doesn't agree for 10 years. And you're still waiting. My brother, and she has even married somebody else. I, I know people like that. The person has even married somebody else. And you see, ask the brother, what happened? You say, she's still my wife. She has given birth. <laughs> she's doing child education today. You say, she is still my wife. God told me. God told me. My brother, it's a lie. <laughs> You told yourself. It's not even everything God tells you that you should tell people that God told you. Sometimes that information is private to you. Take the natural steps while you keep the information to you till it manifests. Don't come and tell the girl, God told me to marry you. Let's just talk to her first. Because sometimes you will go there and talk to her and find out she, you, you heard wrong. By the time you talk to her and hear what she's saying and doing, you say, God, it can't be you. So to keep the information. That's why I get weary when everybody is in Nigeria says, God told me I'll be president of the country. Ah, calm down. You've never won local government chairman. <laughs> keep that information. Be making moves. Somebody gets in this. Because if it's God, it will manifest. Manifestation is how we confirm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My prayer for you is that your steps will continually be ordered in the name of Jesus. God will guide you to your place of blessing. The transactions you and God had before you were formed, the transactions you and God had before you were born, I decree it will come to your knowledge in the name of Jesus. Whatever you were ordained and sanctified to be, I decree you will find it out in the name of Jesus. Whatever you were ordained and sanctified to do, I decree you will find it out in the name of Jesus. He said the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. I pray for you. Your steps are ordered in the name of Jesus. You will apply for jobs in the right places. You will be at the right place at the right time. You will say the right thing at the right time. You will call the right people at the right time. In the name of Jesus. Businessman, there are some people you must be in business with for your next level. I decree there will be divine connection in the name of Jesus. Vital information that you need to get. I decree they will come to you in the name of Jesus. The thing you're ordained to be and to do, I decree you will be and do it in the name of Jesus. As the Lord is your shepherd, you will not want. I say, as the Lord is your shepherd, you will not want. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a big hand, somebody. Hallelujah. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org Davids Christian Center, home of victorious people.